Bueller, 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 Bueller. Good morning. Tip, tip of the cap to tip of the tip. Be- cat, just the cat, just cats. Cats, tip. cats, the cats. Tip. Tip of the cap. Terry Wilson. He's gonna throw. Conrad. Touchdown, Kentucky. Touchdown, Kentucky. <laughs> Victory, Kentucky. Like, give your fans what they want. You dinguses. She probably smokes marijuana. Bad, bad girl. They, Rubbish. There's buggers over here. <laughs> Back outside. This is the point where he always hits it. Oh! Aaron Harrison beyond belief. We did it. We beat those British We bastards. beat the British. Suck it, Cornwallis. Ten kids. You're basically pregnant for 20 years. Pregnant or breastfeeding. Just wild. Like, that sounds exhausting. Potheads. What an adorable... What an adorable bunch of people. Woodson from the gun. Play fake. Step it up. He's throwing deep down the near sideline. He's got Johnson. 20, 10, 5, touchdown, Kentucky. Jesus, Rash, get it together. It's game day. Come on. Welcome to Kentucky Roll Call with Walker and Roush. Hello, everyone. Happy Monday, June 6th, 2022. You're listening to Kentucky Roll Call here on Radio 961 FM, 1450 AM. TJ Walker, Nick Roush, and Justin Kalen here, and intern Jacob at the studio as well, here to start your week. Hope everybody had a good weekend. Everybody, how are y'all? How, how, how are you all doing? Phenomenal. I liked how are y'all. You can you you can stay with how are y'all, TJ. Uh, and great. It's, it's it's a nice morning. Had a nice weekend. Um, played some golf. Uh, Justin, I'm 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 bad at golf still. Breaking news. I color me surprised, Roush, but I'm not. So, but did you have fun? That's the main thing. Did you have fun? I did have fun, and I figured out how to hit the ball. Now I just got to figure out how to chip the ball. So. Baby steps. We're we're getting there slowly but surely. As soon as I figure that out, I'll I'll forget how to hit the ball. How'd you play, Justin? We're, how, how'd you you played that this weekend? We were, you were very excited about it. How'd it go? I did. I played at Chariot Run, and I am happy to announce that I was a double digit golfer. We don't need to discuss the score any further That's than great. that, but I was a double-digit golfer, so one of the hardest courses in, in the area. I, I'm good walking away with double digits. Boom. Could have been, could have been 11, could have been 99. You don't know. It's, it's, it's a double mystery. digits. Yep. It, could have been a, it could have been a world record at the course. Could have just been a 97. You weren't too happy with it, but you know what? Double-digit score. That's great. I played as well. I'm also proud to say I'm a double-digit scorer from this weekend, uh, especially stay, play, played the same course I played the week before and proved my game by, like, I think five or six strokes. So, hey, wow. step in the right direction. I also couldn't really grip the club the week before, so probably should have been a little bit better, but uh, it, it was nice. I remembered why I do why I do like the game of golf. But while I was golfing and while Justin was golfing and Roush was golfing and we were all enjoying our weekends as much as we could. Our weekend started with some terrible, terrible news, in, in all seriousness, with the big exports radio family. 
the loss of producer Douglas Wolverton unexpectedly passed away in the early hours Friday morning. We did the Friday show with, without knowing. Um, so horrible news. Our thoughts are, are with his family and, and with everybody with the big exports radio family, and, and, and we'll miss it. He was absolutely crucial to the success, what success this show has, um, in terms of just being able to be there, getting us on the air, and, and making sure we, we sounded good. We, he, he was the man. He was such a, a, a kind heart, and he was super interesting. Every time he talked, it was you learned something new that you just wouldn't almost believe, and gone entirely too soon. So uh, I, don't, I don't know how much time we'll, we'll spend on it, but just know that while we'll do the show today, we're, we're thinking about our buddy, producer Douglas, and, and, and we miss him. So Roush and Justin, I know, Justin, you, you talk to him pretty much every single day, um, we talk to him most days, but not every single day like you did. And, and, and Roush, I know you had your own special relationship with him as well. So uh, if you all want to add anything to this conversation, just know we'll do sports radio today and we'll have a good time. But we're, we're thinking about Douglas. That that's the thing that makes it so hard for me, TJ, is the fact that it, I did have to see Douglas every day, and I never thought on Thursday when I walked out and told him my traditional Douglas have a fantastic day that it would be his last. But ever since I found out the news of Douglas's untimely passing, I have just regretted not asking him more because he was just a wealth of knowledge. The man knew anything, not not just in terms of radio, but in terms of life and just the experiences that he lived. I, I just I wish that I spent more time asking him those obscure questions that really I don't need to know the answer to, but would have been fun stories to hear from Douglas. So that's what I'm going to miss the most. I, I just wish I would have taken the opportunity to ask him more and, and pick his brain a little more because he was a wealth of knowledge and just a great guy, always willing to share what he knew. Well, and the, the, my favorite random Douglas fun fact is uh, he once taught a disco class. Um, that that and I, a man uh, who knew a little bit about everything uh, and as kind as could be. It's awful. Just re really hating it for the Big X family and for his family. Um, but, you know, the show must go on. Uh, he always ensured the show must go on. And, and that's a big reason why I know our listeners loved him. And uh, we'll always miss just hearing, well, what's the word? Uh, always was thinking about others before himself. Just the, the greatest who will surely, surely be missed. Yeah, and T, uh, he, he really will be. Every Listening to Big X on Friday, just it, it hit different here in his commercials. They always will now, and, mm -hmm. and I guarantee you that. As long as we can, I bet you'll probably be here in his commercials. At, oh. at, you know, at, at some day, maybe they'll all be completely and totally outdated. But that one of a kind voice in radio, just as soothing as it would get. The stormtroopers ad. Yeah, can we get seriously and, sexy stormtroopers taken out of the archives and just put back in the rotation? Yeah, people may call and be like, "Hey, is that actually going on at the palace this week?" And no, 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 that was about five years ago. We're just paying tribute. <laughs> one of the best voices in radio and I, the, you know, the, the details and all that stuff, the, if we have any, anything extra to share, we will, but just, it was, uh, it, I, I was hearing kind of how Friday happened. Trevor was going to the hospital and, and doing as much as he could to, to be with Douglas and, uh, that Dugan was calling and he was traveling and he was making sure that, 
Uh, people were helping out, and this was in the middle of the night Thursday and late Thursday and pretty much all afternoon Thursday going into the night. And uh, the, the Big X family was, was, was there for him and pretty much every step of the way. And this, uh, this radio station is a family. You know, sometimes we call it like a little mom-pop radio station. It's got that feel, but that can go in a couple different ways, especially in, in, in grieving and hurting. So we'll be hurting for a bit for sure. And uh, there, there would be no replacing producer Douglas. And again, what he did for the station, you wouldn't hear his voice out of everybody at Big Exports Radio. You probably heard his voice the least but he probably had the most important role at the station. Mm -hmm. He quite literally lived at the station. So 24-7, if something needed to happen to make sure that we were on the air or something went wrong, he was he was the guy. And the funny thing is, too, he's probably one of the most least tech-savvy people that we ever knew, but like he would figure it out. Uh, the way we do the show when we're not in studio is – not necessarily complicated to figure out, but if you didn't grow up with the internet and streaming and connecting to this or that, it can be kind of confusing. It's confusing for me. And I did grow up with all this stuff. He figured it out. He eventually, he, with very little help, he, he got it and made sure even if we weren't in the studio, he could connect in with us. And uh, I'll never forget either Roush just we don't we don't get Justin or Trevor. Uh, can we test the phone lines? Can we let's count down from ten? Yeah. Say a few words to make sure the mic levels are. He made all us good. feel professional. He he made us feel he professional. Did. Unlike Justin, I mean, it, come on. And it didn't matter if it was like my first show at Big Exports Radio with him, or if it was like the one hundred and fiftieth one we've done. You know, at some point you'd be like Douglas. Hey, we don't. You know. I love you. We don't take phone calls. So, you know, I don't care what the phone line sounds, but we didn't, you just said, all right, let's, let's test it out. Cause that's what you did in radio, Roush. That's what we learned at UK. And he was, he was radio 101, did stuff by the books, did stuff the right way. And uh, just never complained, just worked, was kind, was pleasant every day, never had a bad attitude or anything along those lines. He was, he was the man and he will be sorely missed. No, without a doubt, without a doubt. Um, I think this is the part where we make a tough transition into something else, sports. But, hey, the show must go on. Yeah, generally in situations like this, I just think maybe sometimes like the you, you just got to you gotta dive right into it. And maybe there will be like a little comic relief into it. So, basketball jerseys. Ha! <laughs> no, it didn't really hit, did it? No. No, it didn't, didn't work the way we were hoping. Uh, no, in all seriousness, we're going to try to put on a show for you. And there were things that happened over this weekend. But I will say it was – it was a quieter weekend, Roush, mm -hmm. uh, and I, I, I'm, I'm a little worried about myself. I found myself on Friday and Saturday, uh, and even yesterday, just kind of randomly throwing a, a few dollars on Churchill Downs horse races, which yes. I don't generally do unless it's like a big horse racing day. But I didn't, didn't hit a race, didn't cash a single one, but uh, it was kind of fun. Yeah, yeah, no, uh, uh, I. Uh, it's also good napping TV too. Um, That's true. You know, you throw throw on the TVG five minutes to post. You, you you place a bet in, and you keep yourself up just long enough to watch that race. And as soon as it's over, you know, you, there's Z's all over the place. So yeah, I'm 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 glad you enjoyed, even though you didn't win enough money or win any money. Still, it's, it's fun. You know? Zero dollars, yeah. not, not a one. It was uh, according to Instagram, it was a very big wedding weekend. Um, a lot of a lot of married people, or a lot of people getting married this weekend. I got a, a bar to give a couple a round of applause. That was pretty fun. 
Um, they appreciated that. And then the funny part uh, was having a kind of impromptu in-town bachelor party for a pal. And we ran into his high school girlfriend that he hadn't seen in five years or so. So very, very funny, very serendipitous. <laughs> wow. So we, we need more info on, I think, both these stories, I would say. For starters, how did you get the bar to give somebody a round of applause? I just saw people walking in that were definitely white wedding dress in a suit. And it was like, hey, you did it. And I just started clapping and like just getting loud. And people kind of were like, what is this big goofy goober doing? And then everybody else joined in on applause. So that was fun. So you didn't know the people. I thought you were doing it like for your friends, but this these were just random folks. Yeah, just just totally random strangers. Okay. Yeah. yeah. Um, I think I did that a couple. Of, uh, it was a lot of high fiving, uh, folks downtown Louisville. Which, hey, downtown coming back, making a comeback. Ah, I love it. I love it. Uh, we were down in in Nulu yesterday. It was it was nice. I think they were doing some bike event downtown. They had some roads shut off or shut down and. Uh, I don't know. A lot of people were on bicycles, so I figured it was probably just a bike event to some capacity. But yeah, good, good, good for downtown. Justin, mm-hmm. besides the the golf, did you do anything this weekend? Did you watch anything of of that was exciting? Um, trying to think. I did watch a couple movies on Saturday night, but I think they were rewatches. So no, no, nothing too exciting to report. I just golfed. And I worked. I, I worked a baseball game here at the Big X on Saturday, so that was that was big time. Well, that's exciting. Yeah. Who who do we have? Uh, it was New Albany and Jasper, and I was told that I was I was the first producer to run a high school game on the Big X in over a decade. Crazy. Wow. Yeah. That is crazy. Well, look at you stepping up, helping out. Uh, I'm sure. That was a hoot, and congrats to the St. Xavier Tigers for advancing to the semis for the state baseball. Uh, and as Roush talked about last week, that's not till that's not till Friday. So yes, uh, you get time to rest the pitchers, and that's good for for all the schools involved. So uh, mm-hmm. good stuff. We had a blowout NBA game last night. That's always a good time where you don't you play Thursday to Sunday, and then after waiting for all that time, you get an absolute yeah. and total beatdown. So that wasn't exciting. I I wanted that, that game to happen so bad Saturday night. It's like, why, why would do did they need the extra day? And we kind of all knew that this was going to happen, but it would have been it would have been a nice uh, something to watch at the on the at, at the bar on the background, you know. Even if it did get ugly, really really needed that NBA game on Saturday uh, because the Warriors did their third quarter thing where Steph went nuts and Jordan Poole hit that bomb from downtown. And uh, believe it or not, the Celtics could not do the same thing they did <laughs> uh, Thursday night where they just outscored the Warriors by 40 points in the final period. It's hard to do that twice against uh, Golden State. I figured that Golden State would win game two and uh... – Unfortunately, bet them game one didn't make it over to Southern Indiana to bet them for game two, but I I did not expect it to be such a blowout. I thought that we were maybe done with the blowouts for the NBA playoffs, or at least crossing my fingers and hoping so. But yeah, I mean, I feel cheated out of an NBA Finals game. I didn't get to flip over in time. I was kind of doing my normal thing that I do mostly for the NBA playoffs, where. I'll watch something else, keep an eye on the score, and then around after halftime, I'll flip it on over to the NBA playoffs. Well, 
like you said, during the, the third quarter when I was about ready to flip on over, it was a blowout. And secondly, I did some fun prop bets before the finals started, and one of them was the longest shot of the playoffs, uh, mm-hmm. or of the finals, excuse me. And I did over 40 feet plus, and it paid, I don't know, it was like 11 to 1 odds or something like oh, that. Oh, wow. I did another nice. one, too, that was, will there be three – three or more shots made from 35 feet plus. And then that one was like 51 to one odds or something along those lines. And so I I bet those two things. I was hoping so badly that the one last night was going to count for the 40 plus foot. I don't think it did did, though. I think it was like probably like 38 feet or something like that. I think 40 feet is half court. Well, yeah, it would be less than that. NBA is 92 feet. Okay, so you think that half court is 41 feet then? Re- yeah, yeah. So, so right at 40, yeah, yeah, so yeah. He he was probably like 39. Oh, that's a bummer. Well, but no, I 46, had- we're bad at math. I, I had to correct you there. 46 from half court if it's 92. Oh, yeah, good point. Yeah. Whew. Yeah, we could have been looked really dumb on the Thorn Stacks on there. So Monday, hey, Monday morning, Monday morning, it happens, <laughs> and you were you were quick to correct. So no, nobody's allowed to laugh or even acknowledge. Uh, yeah, good point. Okay, so maybe I just need two. I need two more because that was above thirty-five feet. Had to be. Yeah, yeah, definitely. By the way, an NBA yeah, court yeah, is ninety-four like feet, fellas. Yeah, so bubble up a playoff game. Okay, uh, okay, eighty-seven. Or 47. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, we should have known this. That was the Jay Billis thing uh, that people get triggered about from time to time. 94 feet, feet with Jay Billis. Yeah. I thought it was 90 feet. This is, it's 94 feet with Jay Billis. Oh, so NBA and college courts are the same length. Which wasn't always the case, I don't think. I died. Oh, boy. We sure about all, are we sure about Are we sure about this? Yeah, pretty. Okay, I still thought I still thought there was a difference in size between NBA and NCAA courts. It's definitely, yeah, no, ninety four feet with Jay Billis is still a, a thing. Uh, it's got to be wider though. I'm, I'm I'm certain. I'm pretty certain of that. But okay. n- wow, who would have thought that the basketball court dimensions would be throwing us off so badly this morning? So if it's forty seven, if Gosh, I still feel like we're probably wrong with just something on this. So then if half court's 47, then it really he wasn't really all that probably close to 40 feet. At that point, well, NBA.com probably has the answer to that. Intern Jacob, NBA.com tracks the, has like a shot distance tracker. Why don't you look that up for your old buddy TJ? I can do that. By the way, college courts, NBA courts, the Thanks, exact man. same size. Same width, same length, everything. Length mm. and width? Yep. I just don't know if I'm buying that. It's just the three-point line has messed with our brains because it cuts off. It must. It must. Yeah. Yeah. You'll see some of these. Like, I always thought it was different. And you're too. like, well, that's, that's, that's tiny. And, of course, like arenas and the dimensions of it all and the backdrop. Like Cameron Indoor doesn't look the same as the Brooklyn Nets court. <laughs> right, right. Like, no, I just I'm, can't be convinced those are the same sizes. Uh, you're, I'm with you. I agree with you 100%. Good, good. Well, that's that, that's good. You had a busy Sunday night, Roush. You were you were a working man yesterday. I was. Yeah, and that's what made uh, – it made having the finals kind of fun because that was 
background noise while I was at KS Bar, and then uh, I listened to it on the the drive home uh, from Lexington. It was uh, it, oh whoa whoa whoa! It was a nice night, and uh, I, I enjoyed. I, I was stealing gas from the city of Lexington. You'll never believe this, guys. It's four sixty in the Lexington, forty cents cheaper than it is in the city of Louisville. Whoa, that's crazy. Yeah, yeah, really feeling like I'm getting away with something. But I don't want to spoil all of my fun stories from Kentucky football camp. How about we go to a break, and I'll tell you about them right after this. That's the tease. I, I think everybody's sitting on pins and needles, and they're not oh, going to go. I can't wait to hear about UK Sunday Night Lights camp. Oh, yeah. I, but they're also probably going to be pretty excited to hear about all the compliments I got wearing my Shady Rays over the weekend. Roush, I forgot to mention this weekend as well, went to a church picnic. Uh, the one that I had mentioned I was going to, I was totally wrong. That's not till this upcoming weekend. But I'm, I'm, we're doing the church picnic tour this season, and we're very excited about that. So we'll talk about that as well. And, and Roush teased the football on Sunday night. You don't want to go anywhere. This is Kentucky Roll Call on Big Experts Radio. Oh, yeah. Dick Roush, Jake, intern Jacob, Justin Kalen, they're back at the studio, and we'll be back after this. Welcome back to Kentucky Roll Call. Don't worry, I got an idea. An idea so smart, my head would explode if I even began to know what I was talking about. Rappers stepping to me, they want to get some. But I'm the cane, so yo, you know the outcome. I'm not the victory, they can't get with me. So pick a PC date, cause you're history. I'm the authentic poet to get lyrical. For you to beat me, it's gonna take a miracle. And Welcome back, Kentucky Roll Call here on Big Mac Sports Radio. TJ Walker, Nick Rouse, Justin Kalen, and intern Jacob on your Monday morning. We appreciate you spending it with us, and we appreciate our friends at Shady Rays. Use promo code Big X, save 25% on your pair of just awesome sunglasses. They look cool. They are great at what they're supposed to do, and that's blocking the sun from getting in your eyes. Most of the, I think, the majority of the pairs are polarized, and they look like your expensive, expensive pair of shades, but you don't pay the expensive, expensive price tag. They're incredibly cheap. They're affordable. Every pair you buy, I got my pay, I got my box, and it, it told me how many meals I, I helped for fighting hunger in America. And then not only are you, is it a good cause every time you buy some Shady Rays, you know if you break a pair, you lose a pair, you're going to get a free replacement pair from Shady Rays. There's a little bit of, a, I think, a processing fee with the replacement pair. but uh, They're sending you a, a new pair of shades just because you may have broke yours. You may have lost yours. And may, yours may have ended up uh, in a lake. It's lake season here in Kentucky. But you're going to want to get your Shady Rays. Go to ShadyRays.com, promo code BIGX, and you will be really happy with the product. I know I am. Got more compliments this weekend at the – Picnic I went to, Roush, the picnic tour, stop one, went to Ascension. And it was great. Food, food was great. The weather was great. Good crowd. Uh, I dealt, One complaint, and I think this is probably going to be the norm, 25-cent games, that, that's highway robbery. 
You got to go dimes. Unless it's like 80 squares, and then maybe you could get away with quarters. But you got you to gotta go dimes for the little picnic games. Wow. Very well said, Roush. Did we lose Roush? Well, when you put it that way. <laughs> Did we ever have him to begin with, Justin? <laughs> that's true. That's a, that's a very fair point there. But you know, Justin, you probably aren't aren't too. You haven't probably been to too many picnics in your life, I would guess. I I've been to like my parishes, but I don't venture outside of that. No, but I mean, the way you all talk about them, I, yeah, I probably, probably should start. They sound yeah, they're fun. good times. But you got those little wheels. You got the games. Most of them have like 120 spots on them. Uh, I was playing the cake booth for a little bit, and you could get you could float through three dollars faster than you could at the boat in Southern Indiana playing the cake game. And I walked away with zero cake. Didn't win anything. <laughs> you gotta you gotta do you gotta do the dots. Roush, are you back? I, I think I'm back. Okay, you're back. Okay, yeah. I don't know. That was that was very bizarre. Um, that's probably why people weren't talking to me during the break either. Um, very curious. Hey, but I will. So at Brooks hometown picnic, they do quarters, but there's a winner every time you spin. There's a lot fewer. Uh, it's not like you've got a hundred numbers on the board. So you got to do one or the other. I prefer doing the 10 cents and just playing a bunch. Um, you shouldn't win. It, you shouldn't get participation cakes. You know what I mean? It, you should have to earn it, but earn it with dimes. You know, I know inflation's tough, but we can we can still put our dimes to good use. I mean, w- when else do you use dimes? Never. So use them at your church picnics. I, I think that's just that's that's ascension for you. You know, but big surprise. Am I right? I, I'm worried it's going to be like that at a lot of places, Roush. And it, it is. It's it's kind of ridiculous. And like, it wasn't just the cake booth. You can make a case that like, hey, these cakes. They're they're the big league cakes. These are worth a quarter. And okay, maybe I'll bite. But you can't you can't have me go to the well the plant one. I guess that would be another exception of like okay, I could understand maybe a quarter. But really, both of them still should be dimes. But like uh, inflatable blow up silly stupid things for kids. Yeah. That that probably costs right. a dollar in its own right. I don't need to be putting down quarters to try to win something silly like this. And exactly. you may make a case that hey, well, capitalism will win out. The 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 booths that are too expensive for not enough juice, they won't have people stopping by. But that's not the point of the picnic. You want people stopping by all of the booths, just throwing mm-hmm. dimes left and right, not caring, splashing the board, spreading them all out, all willy billy. And uh, you lost a little bit of that when you do the quarter ones. A little a little too. A little too expensive for my blood. I agree with you, Roush. Got to got to keep it with the dimes. But I think every picnic's going to do that because of inflation. Mm, we'll see. We'll see. I'll I will try to get out to one this weekend. It was a little busy, but uh, a few, a lot more wiggle room. Um, so you know, I know Mount Carmel. They're right down from the the road from me. That one's coming up. We got St. Paul's big one next weekend. I like the game. They have the 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 where you drop the ping pong balls in. That's a fun game. Um, and also. The one where you put like a frog on a catapult and you mm-hmm. smash it with a hammer and you try to get it in the bucket. But those are also like, I, I feel like the frog one, it would be like three for a dollar. And the ping pong one is probably five balls for a dollar, something like that. Yes. You got to, that adds a nice little little touch. Uh, oh, ooh, the other one, Plinko. You, you only get that on prices right and it's at church picnics. So well, I hope the, uh, they could I hope maybe. The wife- 
I was going to say, I hope the wife's listening because she won Plinko. She, wow. she played it and won. And it was pretty incredible that she won because they really put a nail right at the last little one. It's like, how, how, is, how is this supposed to get in here? Which, you know, they got to make it tough, obviously. But she was able to sneak one in. That was exciting. I, I played the ping pong game too, Roush, and it was pretty incredible because I had a incredibly high success rate of getting it right next to the red little hole. <laughs> oh, for those man. familiar with the ping pong game, I didn't get it in, unfortunately, but I did get it pretty darn close. So that was exciting. And then, yes, I'm a huge fan of the Frogger catapult game. They had that. Ascension had a weird novelty of they had a throw toilet paper into a toilet game. I hadn't seen anything like that at a Ooh. picnic before. But that was an interesting twist. We didn't we didn't make it over to that game, unfortunately. Uh, but all around, probably graded a, a B plus. Food was good. Atmosphere was nice. What the, the quarters were a little off putting. And I'd say one other. You know how they, every area or every picnic's going to have their big tent with the tables that you eat under and stuff like that. And it's, it can kind of be tight quarters, but people spread out and whatnot. Sure. Yeah, every every picnic has places for people to eat. Shocking, breaking news. One thing Ascension had that I didn't love is they had like another area, and I idiotically was like standing under this tent. And I was like, I wonder why nobody's standing under here. There's so much room under here. It was like VIP reserve donor tent. I was oh, like, all right, well, this is, is come this, on. What is this? The church of the 17th century? Did I need to buy my what are they? The, the part? Do I need to buy my pardons to be able to sit under this tent? It's a church picnic. Let people sit wherever the heck they want. So that I didn't. Yeah. I didn't love that. Besides also, that all around experience. You do the stuff like that for high school fundraisers when you have to actually have. You need to have big time donors for your church picnic. Like it's it's a church. Come, yeah, get get out of here with that nonsense. Horns down to that. Horns down to that. Intern Jacob, did you find the the shot distance on I that did bad boy? Find it. It was 39 feet. Oh. 39 feet? Oh. That's brutal. That's a bummer. That's, that's brutal. Yeah. All right. Well, at least I got one in the 35-plus category, though. Just need two more in the next uh, – let's hope this series goes to seven so I get plenty of chances. All right. We got one in the 35-plus. That's all right. Just need one of the two to hit. Oh, man. Half quarters or three-fourths of the quarter court shots to go. When do they play again? Tuesday, I think. Wednesday. Oh, really? Yeah, yeah. This, this series is going to end July 4th. <laughs> when when would they play after Wednesday? Sunday or Friday. Saturday? Friday. Or Friday. That, uh, that I'm heard. Oh, yeah. wow. It's, okay. it's Wednesday, Friday. Interesting. Interesting. I like that. I like, I, I don't mind that. I don't mind a Friday night NBA finals game. That could be fun. Yeah, that could be fun. That could be enjoyable. Roush, was there anything enjoyable or fun from the Lexington football camp? There was a, a little bit uh, to be in, enjoyed and uh, a, little, a little fun to be had. Uh, first off, it was just a beautiful day at Kroger Field. Normally, these June camps, you're just sweating from head to toe. Uh, yeah, it's it's tough. The thing that I I enjoy most from these camps, uh, Mister Sports Talker, is typically whenever I have to do media stuff, it's it's a it's much more Mitch Barnhart top button buttoned up, where you're really only talk to talking to these people behind a podium. 
out here, it's kind of a free for all. You you can't do any formal on the record interviews. That's against that's a recruiting violation. But you can talk to these kids. You can talk to coaches, assistants. Kind of, um, you know, bust some chops a little bit. Brad White was out. It it. I had to double take when I saw Brad White because he shaved his goatee. It was. It was bizarre, and when I did it, he was like, "No, you're you're the fourth or fifth person that's done that." I had to said I had to let my upper lip see the light of the day, um, and he said it's been nine years since he had shaved his goatee. So finally, changed it up before players report to camp today for summer workouts. Uh, Chris Lewis said that he or no, it wasn't Chris. It was it might have been Key. I don't know. It was one of the freshmen that was there. Th- their first workouts at seven fifteen. Uh, this morning so the football players they're already on the field they're already getting some work in right now um the one funny thing was is brad's excuse for shaving his mustache was different than what jj weaver had to say jj said he shaved it just so he can look younger so i don't know maybe maybe uh, coach white he's got a he's got a bunch of new outside linebackers he's got to relate to them he's got to he's got to look good feel good play good feel a little bit younger so um that was my that was my favorite part was the Brad White mustache controversy. Well, I think that's probably what was most important. Uh, that's I, I don't really know where to go with the with the mustache controversy. The, there there was uh, two kids there who are pretty talented. Uh, Sam Dixon Williams uh, is uh, running back in the twenty twenty four class that Kentucky offered in May, and since then he's picked up. Handful of Power Five offers: Iowa State, uh, Boston College, uh, I, or, yeah, West Virginia. So he, he's kind of on the rise. I have a feeling after he does more of these camps, he's going to get more and more Power Five offers. Uh, he he was spent. Vince Merrill was never too far away uh, talking to to this uh, Ohio running back. Pretty talented guy, good athlete. Hard to tell with. Um. You know, especially with a running back, like a lot of what you want to see from them. Can they break tackles? You can't judge that in a camp. But he moves well, really explosive. And uh, watching some of his tape, his outside zone, that what Kentucky wants to run, he's good at that. Runs it at the high school level. He's a recruit to keep an eye on in the immediate future. Uh, the the other guy who you'll probably want to know down the road is Amari Williams, uh, the son of Mo Williams, UK great who. Benny Snell broke pretty much every rushing record. The ones he didn't break are held by Mo Williams, who had 1,600 yards in 1995, still the single-season record. He's got the single-game rushing record with 295 rushing yards. His son, his son's going to be a good ball player. He just finished up his freshman year, 6'5", 200 pounds, tight end, defensive end. He's just a, a hell of an athlete right now. Uh, doesn't really know what his – college football path is going to be just yet but kid is a stud athlete uk offered him previously uh auburn's in the mix uh mike stoops is his primary recruiter right now but of course vince was taking him around on the on the golf cart um after after the camp concluded uh so another talented prospect there were some kids from around kentucky that were there too a couple guys from north harden um there was one big kid who had some mac offers um, that he did not leave UK with an offer, but it, I, I got to, uh, be completely honest with our listeners, TJ, one of the lighter camps I've attended to at the university of Kentucky. Uh, the, the big one is next Sunday. And actually 
and kind of a surprising usually the the midweek camps you might get a player or two there uh here and there that you want to watch or keep a close eye on maybe there's a quarterback that can only make it in on this day or I know the Wade twins came in on like a Tuesday or Wednesday. Derek Jackson got his offer at one of these camps, but they're rarely the the big the big ones. But um, this Tuesday's I think is going to be. Um, there's a bunch of kids from Nashville who are really talented. They're going to be up here. So uh, this was just a, a nice little appetizer uh, for the rest of the week, uh, which should end up producing. It's, it's, it's a big football recruiting time of the year. Uh, the one big official visitor they were supposed to have on campus this weekend ended up running in the state track and field finals so he won't be here until uh june 17th instead uh but next week you're gonna you're gonna have quite a few uh kids coming in town uh, they did have christian conyer who uh who came in for an unofficial visit he's down to kentucky and tennessee after his unofficial visit to kentucky he's like you know what i'm gonna make a decision july 3rd reading the tea leaves Ooh. after talking to some folks i, I feel pretty good about uh uh, Kentucky's chances with Christian Conyer. I even put in an RPM pick, an R- on-three RPM. I can make recruiting prediction now, sports talker. So I, I put one in for the Cats for Christian Conyer. Well, what would you say RPM stands for? Recruiting prediction machine, not rotations per minute or whatever it does for cars. Recruiting prediction machine, and that's yes, that's what they signed off on. That's what they said. This is – they the, we – Shannon Terry was like, I came up with the crystal ball for 24-7. And for on three, RPM, baby. Oh, yeah. We actually, I think he he kicked around almost doing crystal ball again. But it's like, you can't, you know, can't do I mean, I know it was fun, but you can't, you can't run it back twice. Uh, yeah, I don't know. I don't, I don't know. Like, crystal balls have been used for million or thousands of years as like hey look ooh the future 24/7 can't just steal it for all eternity the thing i like about crystal ball too is that it's it's not foolproof cuz that's what it is with recruiting and and a lot of these predictions should not be taken as doctrine um things change in recruitments quite often <laughs> uh, but i will say at least in our prediction machine it's uh it's not entirely based off of like the percentages they have or they think you can go a lot of it's based on the data how many times they visited a place uh how close is it to their hometown stuff like that so it's not purely calculated based on uh oh wow there's the garbage truck that's pretty loud uh it's not based sure just solely on what the experts are picking at on three well, wait, so are you saying the RPM takes in other things into consideration? Yes, yes. There's other data points. So we have our predictions, but the RPM also gives you percentages uh, for each kid, and it's it's based on other data points as well. It's going to end up being like Westworld, where these kids are going to end up having their college picks made for them based on like an algorithm that they don't even know that they're controlling. Very yeah, interesting. And, yeah, yeah, and... Uh, that's why I've, the they're, they're big on us, especially getting unofficial visits. You know, that's one thing that's uh, different about our site. Most places just include the officials. We have the unofficials, um, so I had to lock some of those in yesterday. Not used to doing that. It was kind of cool though. Uh, TJ introducing to my some people as uh, I'm from on three. You get a little bit more. I know you learned this jumping from rivals to KSR. Kids 
especially national kids, they don't they don't know who KSR is. But when you say you're from a a national website, they're like, oh, I've heard of them. You're one of the team sites from. Yeah, it feels like it, it comes with a little bit more weight. No, there's no doubt. Where if a kid feels like you're they're talking to a a ranking service, somebody that ranks them, they're more willing to talk than just like some eagle scout blog.com no no thank you i'm not interested uh but if you're like hey you know they not not that roush is going through and ranking what what are on three the top 501 or how many people uh, are they rank? are on 300 like on that. 300 okay yeah, that's <laughs> very nice uh they, he may think oh you know what i don't know what this what this goober does for on three maybe he's in charge of the on three 300 and and he'll be more willing to talk to you. So I'm glad you're seeing some some eyes start to perk up when you say, "Hey, Nick Roush on three. It's probably in your best interest to give me some scoop. Did you put an RPM in for Amari Williams? I did not. No, little 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 too early for that. Come on, put it, do it, do it. You create some bucks. It is funny though. <laughs> like you just all I did was just add a visit and his. I, I like watching how the numbers jump. I had a visit, and it, it it went from Auburn's the favorite by like eight points to Kentucky's now a twenty point favorite. You know, just because Ooh. it's limited data, so you know, takes a little while to process. But hey, there's there's plenty of there's plenty of uh, runway left on that recruitment. Uh, all uh, the, the it's uh, it's really cranking up the next few weeks. We'll we'll talk about that later. But there's a a ton of official visitors coming to Kentucky next weekend. Um, with that big Sunday night camp as well, unofficial visitors. Uh, that the quarterback from uh, Cathedral is going to be in town. So there's a hey, we're, we're, they're they're expecting some some big time kids over the next two weeks. So well, uh, I'll, I'll one more keep... one more RPM question. Can you can you change your RPM prediction just like a day before somebody makes a decision? That I don't know. They get locked in at a certain point. Um, but I don't, I don't know when that is. I, I usually, if, if I'm making picks too, I usually am pretty, pretty confident that they're going to happen. I think the only one that I've ever, I don't even know if I've had, I, I, I guess I picked a kid to another school and he went to a different one, but for the most part, if I'm making a pick, I, I kind of know that it's going to be that, um, you know, oh, inside baseball. So you heard it here first. Roush won't be wrong if he makes an RPM, ladies and gentlemen. This is the farthest out I think I've ever made a pick, too. Normally, I do wait till like three or four days before when I when I know I know. So now I'm putting myself out there with Christian Conyer. So hopefully, well, it, hopefully Kentucky follows through on this one and, and and lands the kid. And just think how much how many how many props you'll get for nailing the Amari Williams recruitment so far out. People will be like, oh my gosh, he he nailed that one three and a half years early. He's really on top of it. I'm just saying, if you want to get in, if you want to play the long game with the bosses, you plant this seed right now. Tell us a little bit about Christian Connor. What would what would Kentucky be getting here? He is. Uh, I think there's no doubt right now. He's their top cornerback prospect on their board, a position that they actually haven't recruited that well. Surprisingly, um, they need this guy. Uh, he he's talented he's got that big frame that Kentucky likes in cornerbacks really explosive uh, and this this Kentucky Tennessee it's it's weird how the recruiting rivals have kind of shifted over time uh throughout the Stoops tenure 
for a while, you, you, you were spending a lot of your time in Ohio. Uh, you, you still are in there, but Cincinnati's emerged, so you're competing with them quite a bit, and you've been competing with Tennessee. And the guys that you've recruited head-to-head with Tennessee, this year you're relying a lot on them. Um, Octavius Oxendine, Trayvon Ripka. And for the most part, when it comes to kids from the state of Kentucky, they're undefeated in the state of Kentucky with, with kids from the Commonwealth. They need to keep that trend going because he can be an impact guy who can come in and be a rotational piece as a first-year player. I, I don't think there's any doubt about that. This is one you need to close hard on. Tennessee is racking up their nil money. They're recruiting more nationally. You Closer to home, an in-state guy, you, you got to hit a home run here. So that that that's a big one that's going to pop right around July 4th holiday weekend. Yeah, I thought I think he's committing July 3rd, and I think he's got visits planned to Kentucky and Tennessee, if I'm not mistaken. So, yeah, big, big few weeks in that one. But I like that you feel good about it. Yes. Yes. Um, he is going to uh, officially visit Tennessee first, then Kentucky. So, if you believe in the, the last visit is the best, um, if you believe that's a good omen, then there's another positive sign for the Cats. Okay, well, exciting stuff. Get your text into the Thornton's text line. There's always exciting stuff at Thornton's, whether it's their hot, fresh coffee to get your day started right, or maybe a sweet treat, a donut. They are huge at Thornton's, and they're delicious. Or there's fresh fruit every single day at Thornton's. They got a variety of breakfast sandwiches and hot they hot, hot food, hot, good food, cold, delicious donuts. I guess donuts are generally cold room temperature ish they're good they're good everything at thornton's is good download the app and become a refreshing rewards member you'll save uh, a little bit of money maybe on some goods around the store and you definitely save some money on gas every time you go to a thornton's and then send a text in to the thornton's text line 502-414-1450 and let's end our one reading a few of these texts a texter says have you all found your fill-in producer for the 16th and 17th Justin might see, just might see Scoots hit a hole in one that weekend. Oh, Scoots, you you got a big, uh, you got a big golf. That's the golf trip, huh? That is the golf trip. Yep, sixteenth and seventeenth. That's why Jacob is here today. We are putting in some work this week to make sure that he is ready for that Thursday and Friday because Douglas was my option, so I had to go to Plan B, and that is get intern Jacob fully prepared on the board. Wow, no pressure, intern Jacob. No, no pressure. pressure. But that's nice that one of your buddies is sexing in and has confidence in you possibly hitting a hole in one. Although you, I think we know how that's going to go, Scoots. Yeah, I'll have to. I'll have to look and see who that was. I don't. I don't know. I'll have to go back. Justin, you've you've hit a hole in one before, right? No, I mean, hell knowing no. your luck. No, you, hell no. You've, you've probably hit like four of them. I have not. What? I have not. Hey, but I did hear. Well, I did hear a crazy. Judging by your luck. Go ahead. Go ahead. I was just to say, judging by your lottery logic, you're due. You're, you're gonna you're gonna hit one eventually. So just just keep playing, keep swinging, buddy. So I did hear a story this weekend about something that's likely never happened in golf. Um, up in a Minneapolis golf club, this is really cool. A 13 year old hit a hole in one on the fourth hole, ended up losing his ball on the seventh hole, 
And then when he was in the in the clubhouse cel- getting his celebratory Coca-Cola or whatever it was, another golfer walks in and he's like, I too got a hole-in-one. And they started exchanging information. Turns out the guy that got the second hole-in-one found the 13-year-old's ball that he lost and got the same hole-in-one, meaning there was the same or two hole-in-ones with the same golf ball by two different golfers on the same course. Crazy, right? <laughs> that is pretty crazy. Oh man! I wonder. What, I wonder who got custody of the golf ball. Yeah, Seriously, that, that was the big debate. Yeah, bust that bad boy out from time to time. Yeah, <laughs> like no this is the hole in one ball. You know, you need to you need to catch up on a few strokes. Let's bust this bad boy out in a par three. What could go wrong? You could just you you could split the baby. You just say, all right, we don't know whose golf ball this is, but we're going to cut it in half and see which one freaks out the most. Oh, what is that? King Solomon? Yeah. I know it's a Bible story, right? Yeah. It's Old Testament. It's 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 brutal. <laughs> Old Old Testament can get can get pretty gnarly. Uh, well, that's a that's that is a crazy story. A texter. Oh, I like this one. Justin is truly the Steph Curry of bad opinions and comparisons. <laughs> <laughs> That's I don't know that that's that's all that fair. At least Steph Curry keeps shooting, right? Like you would say, TJ, keep shooting, keep shooting, Justin. We love them. Whether it's intern Jake or Justin, producer opinions, they're always great. You will <laughs> rarely miss. Uh, well, by you know by miss, you know what we mean. But uh, good stuff all around. We hope to keep them coming. I, I think this is a good spot to end hour one. I like the next text. Just because I at least want to bring up what the what the gist of it is. So I don't want to do it right now because we're running out of time. So this is a good place to end our one. We got a lot more text. We got weekend text on the Thornton's text line. So you know it's popping. Got a lot more to get to there. Plenty of other sports. We think we maybe know what UK's basketball jerseys are going to look like, supposedly. So we'll come back and talk about that as well. You're listening to Kentucky Roll Call here on Big X Sports Radio. Hour two. Okay. Amulets in the sun, darling, only the good die young. Whoa, 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 whoa. I tell you, only the good die young. Only the good die young. You got a nice white dress and a party on your confirmation. Over? You say over? I ain't heard no family! Welcome back for hour two of Kentucky Roll Call. Nothing is over until we decide it is. With Walker and Roush. We're just getting started, bro. Welcome back to hour number two, Kentucky Roll Call here on Big X Sports Radio. 96.1 FM, 1450 AM. TJ Walker, Nick Roush, Justin Kalen, intern Jacob here on your Monday. My buddy Nick Roush is going to tell you about all the wonders that are Saucerita's. I mean, it has everything. Everything you want. It's the freshest, the best ingredients, the best way to enjoy an outstanding lunch, whether you're going to get the nachos, which is how I go, with the chips on the side, typically. Uh, But you can also cheese it up with a quesarito. That's right, a burrito just covered in tasty, tasty queso. Uh, they've also got outstanding guacamole. Uh, their chips, we all know they're wild addictive. And their salsa, it just hits different. It's unlike any other salsa out there on the market. If you haven't tried Salsaritas today, go visit one of their two locations in Louisville. They have a 
one on Hubbard's Lane in St. Matthews. And the location of Middletown's got a drive through nice and convenient right off Shelbyville Road. Download the app before you go. You're going to save money. You're going to rack up Salsaritas bucks. And who knows? They could just surprise you um, and, and, and give you some free chips. Money off your order. They got it all at Salsaritas. It's the best. Try it today. Well, has me hungry. I'll say that much. That uh, was well done, Roush. Salsaritas is delicious. Everybody loves it. Everybody likes it. Okay. We ended our ended our one. Do we do we want to get into the Jersey talk, Roush? Um. Did you sure. just see? Supposedly, Kyle Tucker said that that video that UK made. Do you do you see the video UK made? Yeah, yeah, yeah. The mystery jersey thing yes it's kind of hard to do on radio but he he said that the the ones with the little arch are going to probably look like what uk's jerseys are going to look like uh the little kentucky that's just the white ones has looks to it oh well it's yeah so like kind of like the uh 98 uniforms right the ones that start the video are the ones that supposedly it's going to kind of look like that well, good. Nice. You know, you don't have to. This isn't that hard. That, we, we're just like yeah. something different. <laughs> when I when I when I was told that, I was like, "Oh, well, I like those." But then, as I'm watching that video, I, and I know those are mostly just I think all the jerseys they've worn in the Calipari era, or at least they've had in their arsenal in the Calipari era. Like, I, I, mm. I almost like all of them. The only ones I don't like are the ones with the stupid UK logo on that they wore that one game at Tennessee and lost by thirty-one. Yeah. Those are the only ones in that whole video I don't like. So yeah, yep. you're right. They odds are whatever the new jerseys do look like, I'm probably going to like them just because it's pretty hard to mess up a basketball jersey that's blue, white, has Kentucky on it. Tough to do. Tough, tough to mess that up. So, are they uh, intern like Jacob, what do you think of that um, video? You're you're a little bit uh, you're younger. You know what's cool, what's not. The ones that uh, James Young team wore at Florida that one time. You know what I'm talking about. Mm-hmm. Are they going to look like that? I do. Yeah, I think they kind of do, um, if it's the right ones I'm thinking of. But these, the, the ones that are being rumored are just incredibly simplistic. They're just yeah. white. They don't have checkerboard on them. They have I an arch. I feel uh, like that's Kentucky what people wanted the to white get rid of was the, the checkerboard. Blue. Sure. Yeah, it, they're, they're keeping it simple, which um, – I'm hopeful for. I wonder when we're actually going to see them. How long are they gonna they gonna tease the Big Blue Nation before we get to actually see it? Well, the last time they did they did a football and basketball sort of deal, it was in August. Now the rumor is football has said, "Hey, we like our jerseys. We don't we don't need to to do a." Now maybe they get like a little subtle change here or there, but supposedly they're keeping their their style for football. Which I'd be down for, uh, but it would be fun if they were like, "Hey, we're gonna have alternate alternate helmet for a game or two, just something different." Yeah, we're having throwback night. We're honoring this you think team. They'll bust and we're them out in the Bahamas. They kind of look like. What's that? You think they'll bust the uniforms out in the Bahamas? Uh no. They always wear like kind of goofy exhibition practice jerseys for that one. It would be a fun time to do it, though. I, know, I just figured since you they know? announced that, maybe it might be something. That'd be a good. I mean, it'd be a good way to like get people kind of pumped up. But I think people get pumped up for August basketball, regardless. 
the the jerseys they wore the 15 summer trip easily some of the worst jerseys ever invented in the history of uniforms like you know people kind of want to complain about the checkerboard we had now at least it wasn't that checkerboard like if you know i think that they kind of workshopped that said okay that's too much but what if we we pull it back a little bit and and then they came up with what they had which i didn't really i mean as anybody that's listened to this for extended period of time knows i didn't have any major issues with the checkerboard but yeah they've worn some funky jerseys in these trips i think for the canada one they just wore their practice jerseys um then for the 15 one they kind of had those funky ones and then four years ago i think they just had some general practice one or like special edition practice ones i guess i should say so i don't know i don't think they bust out the new ones for it but i am talking i'm i'm guessing i have no clue so we shall see though but exciting stuff people get excited about jerseys yeah yeah and it's uh it's a nice little june teaser uh i know it got some folks fired up it uh it probably moved the needle a little bit more than john calipari's quotes he he went on uh bb and tonight last week that interview was supposed to be Thursday night, and then uh, Biden over here, uh, got, he had some remarks Thursday night that got uh, that that got the interview delayed till Friday. So I didn't catch it until like late last night. And TJ, I have zero takeaways. Um, I, I don't didn't hear it, it. Sounded a lot like other stuff we've heard from John Calipari this offseason. Yeah, what what specifically are you referencing? Would you say, like what 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 specifically? Uh, it hurt. Um, like whatever the talking points have been, he just hit them all again. I mean, Zach transcribed the entire thing, and it's. I think the only thing significant is he's just really high on severe Wheeler. So, real big suck it to intern Jacob. Wait, what was that? I didn't catch it. I was wow. I was learning. I was learning. Sorry. <laughs> oh, oh, that's what it was. Yeah. Uh, John Calipari, big fan of Xavier Wheeler. So, oh, well, yeah, big suck it to you, buddy. Big fan of his point guard. <laughs> yeah, I, I don't. I, you know, it's probably going to be a lot of the similar talking points. I, I, I wish. Uh, I think there's some relevant questions to ask him that haven't been addressed. I know that some of the old follow-ups from last season and how are we going to make sure that doesn't happen again and stuff like that. I think a much more pressing question and topical and timely would be, are you really just going to, you just going to roll out with 10 people you, that you, you done? Cause they had the summer. He did his, they, everybody's back in town, I think, except maybe for Oscar and kind of exciting. Mm-hmm. If, if you get excited about this sort of stuff, but like, Hey, it's, it's, bonding time it's summertime this is the group is here they're gonna the freshmen are gonna get their first taste of what it's like to be a college student at uk although it's a different experience in the summer than what they'll experience in the fall but you're gonna start getting workouts you start getting the pickup games you start getting some of the rumors and the camps we only have to wait two months for basketball action instead of the normal four but like it's this is when it starts to happen this is when you start to the team starts to build and start to develop so it's an exciting time of the year but i do i think one good question to ask calipari is given your injury history why 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 are you why are you done because it kind of seems like they're done well um i think the explanation as to why that question didn't get answered it was on bbn tonight and i love the people of bbn tonight but 
they're official UK. Like they, they don't. You're getting soft tosses there. Um, but they did. There was a Jacob Grandison, the the, the Illinois kid who's a shooter, um, knocked down 42 percent of his shots. He had Kentucky as a top ten. Yeah. Uh, so I guess there's potential that there could be something there. Uh, I'm not holding out hope for it or banking on it happening, but I guess that could be, they could still be an option out there and it would make a lot of sense uh, just because of that Illinois connection that Kentucky has cultivated with Chin Coleman and Orlando Antigua coming over there. So they can make some sense, but I don't think we have anything definitive one way or another that Kentucky is going to actively try to get this kid and, and push their chips all in to add one more guard to the lineup. Yeah, it, it, it seems like the insiders are suggesting while maybe Kentucky reached out or there was some at least initial mutual interest, it's not going to end up being the, the, the right fit. I I think that's a mistake. I, you know, you wish you could convince them that it is the right fit. Somebody that is looking to probably be a role player on a good team. I, I don't know. Maybe he's looking to be the man on a bad team. I have no idea specifically what he's looking for, but UK is a top five team. They're looking for a seventh or eighth man. You never really know. You don't know exactly what Antonio Reeves, that jump's going to do for him moving up to a, a higher level of collegiate basketball. You don't know. You never know really with freshmen. Is Livingston as good as UK thinks? UK is really excited about him, but what if he's not ready to go? I feel like you do have something kind of exciting to sell. Now, again, maybe he's just not for it. Maybe it's not what he's looking for. Maybe he he wants to be the guy on the team. He wants a guaranteed starting spot. Well, if that's the case, then UK wouldn't probably be the right fit for him. But you do wish you could UK could convince one more player that could make an impact, but you wouldn't want to rely on making an impact to join the fold just because I don't know if 10, if 10 people is going to – I don't know if it's enough. In a perfect world, it would be. In a perfect world, it would be more than enough. The 2012 National Championship team didn't go past eight, really, in terms of just people getting significant minutes, valuable minutes, important roles, go in there and do something that we need you to do. So you don't have to. And again, you know, you could maybe if we were doing radio in the summer of 2011, we'd sound silly saying, well, you know, if – Somebody gets hurt. You can say that about most teams. I don't think you go into a season anticipating that happening, but that's got Kentucky burnt, so maybe John Calipari needs to change his motto on that. I do wish they'd add one more. It's starting to seem less and less likely. I thought Jacob Grandison, a guy who shot 40% from deep, would be a perfect, hey, slide in. You're going to come in off the bench, but you, if, you, if you're hot, we're going to keep you in. If you're not hot, then you're, you wouldn't be playing whether you were starting or not anyway. So uh, it seemed like a good, a good option, but not to be. Mm. Real bummer. Real bummer, Clark. Unless there's a surprise, but reading all the yeah. tea leaves. And then John Calipari talking about how much he loves this team. And I, I you know, I, I think that may be his way of wink wink. I think we're we are where we are. Uh, now all that being said, I maybe there's a surprise reclassification. Some people have thrown around Dillingham possibly reclassifying. Kentucky's added players in Ju- July, they've added players in August. Now, with the summer trip, that may make an August edition a little bit more complicated, but not not impossible. And and that's happened for teams before where somebody's come in late, even before or after a summer trip. So maybe they've got something up their sleeve and they're just trying to keep everything close to the vest. But 
it, it seems like they're happy with the group that they have. And I think it's a great group. It's a top five team, no doubt about it. But I just I hope it doesn't get to March and you're saying, ah, you needed one more body. If you had one more shooter, if you had one more <laughs> guard, whatever it may be, I hope we don't do that again because we've done that a lot in the Calipari era. Yeah, and a lot is of late, too. It's all Mangus's fault, you know? Yep. We can all take it back to Mangus. No doubt about that. No doubt about it. Uh, all right, you want to get to the text line here for a second? Yeah, we can go to the text line, 502-414-1450. I did want to mention briefly just a quick little hitter that happened late last night. Jamarian Harkless, the defensive lineman from Frederick Douglass, who his recruitment kind of blew up whenever Georgia came in and offered a few months back. Um, he had a ton of offers come in, but he said, you know what? I'm not going to do this recruiting thing. Uh, he he went ahead and committed to Illinois on his first official visit. They were, Brett Bleeman was kind of all in on him uh, at the, from the, the get-go before uh, everybody else kind of hopped on board and he was ready to pull the trigger and go. So uh, good for that kid, but uh, not going to be a Kentucky Wildcat. One of the few Frederick Douglass guys that's, uh, Kind of gotten away the last few years. They got so many of them, though. You can still uh, land a commitment or two from there and be doing just fine if you're at UK. Could that be a situation of just keep an eye on it? Maybe it's it's not over till it's over sort of deal? Uh, I, I don't see it. Okay. Yeah. Um and I don't mean I don't mean this to, this to sound mean. I never saw the I don't. I don't know what Georgia saw in him. Like he's a quality player, and he has he he checks all the right physical boxes. But I, if Georgia's offering a defensive lineman, I would assume that he's just dominating Kentucky high school football. And I never I never saw that. So that part was kind of surprising. I think that's why Kentucky was late in the game. And I believe feel like pledging your allegiance to Illinois just kind of. I think that's a loyalty thing, and it's also a uh, he's he's going to have the resources. They're going to really. I don't want to say build around him, but they're gonna they're gonna do what they can, everything they can to make sure he's successful. Um, so could it be a nice fit? I did see <laughs> so Brett Bealum is there. He's got when they, when they do the photo shoots, he's got offensive linemen posing in front of stacks of pancakes, which I just <laughs> I love it. It's freaking awesome. That's clever. Mm, yeah, yeah that's good fun. for Brett. Exactly. Love me some Bealuma. Oh, good. Good stuff. All right, well, we'll keep an eye on that. Let's get back to the Thornton's text line. Remember, download the Thornton's app, become a Refreshing Rewards member, save money each and every time you go to the pump. Shout out to Alex Guffer and Kelly Leonardo. All right, the next text that I wanted to spend maybe a little bit more time on, uh, not specifically this text necessarily, but the a very predictable narrative that you could see developing. Uh, texter says, Roland despises Cal right now. It's hilarious. Uh, I don't. I think that's. A, I think that's some hyperbole. I don't think that Justin Rowland of Cats Illustrated despises John Calipari, but there was predictably Rouch a football basketball. They both need money for Mitch Barnhart, and how dare you, John Calipari, for even suggesting you needed anything? You sob. Pretty sure he just asked if the facilities. If the UK men's facilities are worse than all the other ones. And the answer to the question is just, well, all the other ones are newer, so they're probably nicer, right? Relatively. Yes. 
I mean, yeah, I don't, I don't think it was that. But I did see Justin yesterday, and in between catching up, um, talking about our families, how's it, how the kids doing? He was like, you know what? I just hate John Calipari. So I, I think that this texter was actually onto something. Wow, that's uh, that's it. so you got the instance how he does hate him. Yeah, yeah, and uh, I, so texter question asked, uh, I followed through, asked it, he answered. Hates John Calipari with the fire of a thousand suns. Wishes he would have left 10 years ago. Take it to the message boards, everybody. You heard it here first. But, folks, I, I you know, I, I think that 94% of the fan base probably knows this. But to the 6%, this is not a football versus basketball finger-pointing dork fest. This, and, Justin, I, I don't know why you can't mute your side of things. <laughs> we we are muted. Do we get to blame intern Jacob? I, I'm really. For it? I'm, I'm you're not because muted. if you're mute, you, you see where the little you, it says turn microphone off and then you hit it and then the uh, mute, so we when you know it shows that so we don't do that anymore. We we just muted on the board. So it is it is no, muted. Yeah, you should, it's you, just you not gotta, muted. You, well, do do both. Try try that one too though because there's a kickback and that you're not it hasn't been addressed. Gotcha. Okay. Hey. There we go. Hey, that that <laughs> should 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 do the trick. Um, but no, this is this isn't a this this is there's a, first off enough money to go around. If there's not enough money to go around, well, that's the that's the job of an athletic director to find enough money to go around. And football's got to get an indoor facility. If if dorks really want to do finger pointing and you want to make a list of priorities, that should be number one. Because it's ridiculous that they ha they don't have an indoor facility. It's ridiculous it's been this long. It's ridiculous that they made the UK football team an SEC football program, one that has won ten games twice in the last four years, mind you, uh, or you know five years, however long it's been, mind you, that they uh, that they need an indoor facility. And you've had them on one that has had a track around it that hasn't been a completed field. Uh, people can get hurt, run onto the track. It's it's quite ridiculous. So if we are going down the pecking order, if it if it did come down to, well, sorry, we've only got this much money in the budget, so we only get one. All right, that should be first. But that's that's the most urgent, in my opinion. So that probably should be first. But Roush, I don't do the source thing. You know that. But talking to somebody that knows a lot more about UK basketball and the behind the scenes of the program. Kind of, kind of put it, summed it up to me in a solid way, and you, you kind of alluded to it as well. But said Kentucky's facilities aren't bad. They're not. There's nothing. There's nothing terribly wrong with them compared to what we lived in Roush and some people in my that are my age lived in Hagen Hall, and I know older than me certainly did as well. I was in Blanding Four, and it was real tight quarters there. Like compared to what, yeah, the dorms are great compared to that. But the way this person phrases it to me is that if Kentucky basketball truly is supposed to be number one, it's back time for UK to have the best facilities. And all of that's an, and they described it to me, and I agree with them. All of it's an arms race. It's you're the best until the next program builds, and then you're not best anymore. And then it kind of goes through the the rotation again. 
But it's long past due that Kentucky's got the best again. And that should be the case for basketball. So I do, if they want new dorms, then find a way to make a new dorm. If they need a new practice facility, then find a way to make a new practice facility. You get too much money from the SEC. There's too much money flowing in college athletics. There's too much money from TV deals. You're about to get the biggest TV deal in the history of freaking TV deals coming down the pipe. You're, you're going to be all right financially. And then even if those aren't enough, you got a lot of rich donors that I'm sure could be convinced to throw some money around to this new stuff. So it doesn't have to be a football versus basketball sort of deal. Football absolutely has to get their indoor facility. But if UK basketball, if we want to think of it as the best of the best, then go get them a new facility and a new dorm too if that's what they need. Roush, I cannot be convinced that there's not enough money to go around. Yeah, and TJ, I really want to get – we got a take on all of this. And it's it's been brewing for a while. And I know you're probably not going to like the direction it's going. But all of this feels... This feels like John Calipari knows that last year was bad. And the year prior, when people were screaming for change, he knew it. He went he changed his coaching staff. But he's not ready to make some sort of big sort of systemic thing. So... To make things better, what do you do? Well, we got to do something. Well, let's just get a new facility. This feels like here. Let me just let me just have something to talk. I, I, it doesn't feel. I don't want to say necessary or anything, but it all. Uh, it, it's kind of like the distraction to talk about something else other than the fact that you you lost early. I, I just. I don't. I don't know. None yeah, of this. I, I would rather they put their money towards paying basketball players to come to the University of Kentucky than to put it in a new facility. Maybe I'm being naive here, but I, I just I, I don't feel like this is like this feels like a big nothing burger to me. Let's go back and talk about camp out and new facilities. That feels very shallow to me. That doesn't feel like something that is actually holding back the Kentucky basketball program from reaching its full potential. One, I feel like you just completely ignored everything that I had said, which alluded to everything you had just said. Not that I, I'm accusing you of not paying attention necessarily, but at least of just ignoring at least one caveat that would answer part of your concerns there. That it's not so much you absolutely have to do it. It's that if you want, Kentucky should have the best facilities. They should have the top stuff, and they don't. So let's do what we need to do yeah, to change no, all that. My, no, my take is completely different. It's much more anti-Cal. I feel like Cal is just going back to the well of stuff Dude, that doesn't gonna, really Cal, matter, but people think matters. I got, gonna, I'm much more harsh here. on these summer talking points. Cal's not going to be here when these facilities are. I've heard people say that exact same thing that you've said. Cal's not going to be here for these facilities. So this isn't like a Cal moving the needle to try to play the blame game of why things have gotten bad. He's trying to help the future of Kentucky basketball long after he's not even going to be in charge of it. If like, if anything, I'm yeah, cool. Good. And you, and I do agree with you that like when you were going down the list of things, UK athletics needs, those aren't the, you generally go with what's oldest and needs the most updating and the basketball and practice in the dorms, while not brand spanking new, they are certainly not the oldest on campus, so you wouldn't go down the list with that. But I, I he, this isn't like I, I, I totally disagree that he's not trying to take the blame off St. Peter's. First off, it's been three months. What I, I know it won't be the last. I'm not saying you have to move on. It won't be the last time he's talked about it. But what more can you really say about the game? He's already kind of addressed it in a million different areas. And yeah, I do agree with you that like Big Blue Madness camp out 
not as big as a deal to me personally, mm-hmm. but it, you know, the, there are plenty of fans that do love it, whatever. Maybe that ends up being a big thing again. Maybe it never is a big thing again either, but I'm totally, you, we know how this game works behind the scenes. You have these conversations with the athletic director, with donors, stuff like that. And then if you don't love the direction that it's going, then you become much more public with it. So I think this yeah. is Calipari's way of just saying, hey, Mitch, you know, I know we've talked about this. I do find it interesting, though, that you have Stoops and Cal having to do it. I think it's more of a Mitch Barnhart problem with all of this than it is a have your coaches happy enough where they don't feel like they have to go publicly vouch for something. Okay? So I'm, this is a Mitch Barnhart problem. We don't need to have football and basketball at each other's throats. We need to have Mitch Bar- Mitch Button Mitch Buttonheart unbutton his top Barnhart. Yeah, and I, I'm wondering too. I know it, it's commendable, and uh, one of the rare instances I'm sure that happened across the country. But when COVID hit and budgets just got slashed to pieces, he, he made sure everybody at the UK Athletics Department kept their jobs. Uh, I'm talking like the people that we work with, sports information departments. Uh, facilities like they he was able to keep it intact and i'm wondering if this is a a a consequence of that that they don't have the the money in the reserves for the big capital projects because he made sure that everybody kept their jobs and that the budget was still balanced and they could still give some money back to the university or whatever it may be uh i don't know i also think too tj that this really isn't that big of a deal uh, and I'm only having this sort of hot take because I've heard John Calipari in three different interviews talk about it, and I just can't. I don't. I don't know what other take I can have. <laughs> After a certain point, I just like okay, I want a, something new, but nothing new's really happened. So yeah, we're just in a weird part of the summer. Uh, that that I could agree. be it as well. Like I, I, that's uh, we, also true. That I think just some people are forced to have an opinion on a UK sports issue, and when there's nothing going on, the more intense the opinion needs to be. And so we're just all like almost forced to have to make this somewhat like a hot take when in reality it's like, hey, yeah, sure. If UK has the money, I want every facility to be upgraded on campus. Update it all, baby. And (laughs) while you're at it, I I didn't hear of any coaching changes this weekend, Nick Roush. Nope, didn't hear of any coaching changes. Um, I did – I did. Is there is there a reason to be worried that Cal wasn't in the picture with the rest of the team? <gasps> well, they were at his house, weren't they? Yeah. Maybe he was on the on the grill. Maybe he took the picture. Maybe he did take the picture. I guess you really never know. Imagine Cal on the grill too. That just is a funny. <laughs> I just can't picture that. You know, like him slugging a Bud Light and like flipping hot dogs over. Like, hey, how do you want your burger done? Like, I just, I just can't. I just can't. Ah. I also, yeah, I wouldn't imagine him as a grill expert, but I, I don't, you know, I, I, I wouldn't, I'm sure wouldn't be the most surprising thing in the world. I was pretty Ooh. surprised to learn that like Train was his favorite band, so yeah, he's a man of mystery. I could see Cal being getting into the smoked meats just because that's a, you know, he's into his Alaska TV shows. I feel like having a, a state of the art smoker that could be his way of like being the the old guy who watches those reality TV shows, that could be a part of his repertoire. Yeah. Yeah. And he doesn't be. really have to do anything other than just like check the, the thermometer. Oh, temperature. It's about the same. Okay. Yeah, I'll yeah. turn it over. 
checking my watch, and it is summer radio o'clock, no doubt about it. All right, <laughs> let's go to our last break. We'll come back. We'll finish up the show. You're listening to Kentucky Roll Call here on Big X Sports Radio, 96.1 FM, 1450 AM. TJ Walker, Nick Roush, and Justin Kalen, intern Jacob, all here, ready for one more you segment. your life like a candle in the wind, never fading with the sunset. When the rain set in And your footsteps will always fall you Along England's greenest hills Your candles burned out long before Welcome back to Kentucky Roll Call You lollygag the ball around the empty You lollygag your way down to first You lollygag in and out of the dugout you know what that makes you, Larry? Lollygaggers. Lollygaggers. Welcome back. One final segment. Kentucky Roll Call here on Big X Sports Roll Radio. One FM, fourteen fifty AM. TJ Walker, Nick Roush, Justin Kalen, and Turn Jacob. We go seven to nine Monday through Friday. Replay of the show nine to eleven, and you can listen to Kentucky Roll Call on ninety six point one FM, fourteen fifty AM. Tune in radio app, the Big X Sports Radio website. You can tell Alexa or Siri to play Big X Sports Radio, and then wherever you get your podcast, just search for Kentucky Roll Call, and you'll hear us talking some stuff. Although summer radio, not always, not always UK sports related. Nope, not, not always. always, not always. We, Ooh, we do what we can. Funny, funny uh, anecdote from this weekend too. Uh, I ran into a don't call him a national champion, uh, Stephen Van Trees, uh, out and about in downtown Louisville, and it was it was one of the funnier introductions. He's like, "Hey man, I know your wife. I knew her before she knew you." It's like, yeah, she's pretty cool. You know who I am? Like, yeah, Steven. It's like, yeah, good to meet you, man. It was it was a very, very weird conversation. <laughs> that is a like that what? I mean, it's true though. He they were they're they were kind of close in college, did hang out quite a bit. But I don't think I'd ever hung out with him since uh since we started dating. Maybe, but uh mostly Mike Mara. Mike Mayer is a guy. He, he's, a, he's a good time uh, to, to go out and about with on the scenes in the city of Louisville. Huh. I, uh, I, I think I've got more questions than we have time to, to, to get into it. That's just such a weird way to approach somebody. Oh, yeah, certainly, certainly. Um, and maybe he knows me as just the UK honk. I don't, I don't know. I mean, it probably just keeps up on Instagram and all that. And See, that's what I was going to I, I was kind of think like that was my first instinct was like you it was almost like uh like it was weird like it like it wasn't just like hey oh hey I know you I, I know your wife hey, just so here's the mutual connection as like a ice you know to break the ice but no that just sounded kind of weird yeah I mean it was it was fine it wasn't unpleasant but it was just it was different but like you know, when Brooke went to the, I think she she did both Final Fours. I'm pretty sure she was in the the players section because they knew them and got them tickets. So like, she hung out with them quite a bit back in the day. But it's not like 
we're hitting them up to go out on the weekends or anything. So yeah, yeah, yeah. Mm. yeah interesting encounter. All right, well, get your text into the. I should have been like, I should have responded like, yeah. Well, I know you. You're the guy my dad calls Stephen Van Stink. Wow. <laughs> so I, so I should have responded. That, and that's the you want to talk about a burn of a nickname like that. That cuts you deep. That cuts you real deep. You should have said, wow, you know, since you all know each other so well, she never really explained the situation where Bettino kicked you off the team, but then realized he may need another body. Uh, so then he brought you back. How did that all play out? Should have said that. Yeah. People forget that's exactly I'm what I'm sure happened. he wasn't the only guy that – yeah, I, I feel like Bettino is one of those guys too that would have players quit or he would kick them off the team, and that would be like 48 hours later. It's kumbaya as well. Yeah, it that that was a super weird story. Basically, just like it was almost like a transaction. Just was like Louisville trading Stephen Van Trees to Bellarmine, and I think even Van Trees had quotes where he was like, "Yeah, this will be good for my basketball development. I'll get more playing time. I, I, you know, this will this I get to stay in the same city though." It was almost like he didn't wasn't like choosing to do all that, and then yeah, literally two days later, oh, he's back at U of L. And just act like nothing, nothing had ever happened. And then U of L actually ended up needing him that year, and he played pretty valuable minutes for for U of L. Um, lost to UK in the tournament, of course, but until then, probably happier times. Nah. A texter on the important yeah, text line says, "Thoughts on the football signee arrested for potential battery murder." Offseason hasn't been too hot for the Wildcats. Having said that, at the end of the day, it's all about W's and production, baby. If we have felons and murderers running around the football field, but they help reduce to the win column, then by all means, give them to me. Go Wildcats. Totally agree. Well texted in. We appreciate you. Um, yeah, that's what we've basically said all along. Right, Roush? Um, not exactly. Um, maybe maybe oh. not with such uh... – uh, blatant language, um, but also I love the the folks who are like keeping a tally on all of the off season stuff. And it's like you know this kid seven a month before he was supposed to even come to Kentucky. Who knows if he'll end up ever making it here? Uh, but you know you you don't see. You don't see every top program skating off scot-free in the off-seasons. Like, this happens. Football programs are big. Stuff happens. Yeah, that texture was just being sarcastic. So, I, I came back with sarcasm. Always a healthy dose. Mm, good, good. Um, another texture on the Thorns text line, 502-414-1450, says, Not sure if you guys have heard, but JCPS just ruled on a plan that will allow students in the West End the choice to attend schools in their neighborhood versus attending Atherton, Wagner, and schools of that nature. Could completely change the schooling system in JCBS where most kids may prefer to stay in their neighborhood but not having to deal with the long busing. Yeah. Yeah. I've uh, been paying very close attention to it because it impacts my wife directly, especially she'll be at a new school next year. And that school was getting kids bussed in. And that will, I mean, they still will if they want to get bussed there. Uh, but that'll, that'll change. It's going to change the dynamic. Um, and, uh, th I've also noticed too, for, for teachers, if you want to teach at one of those schools, that's lower performing on the testing scale, uh, they're going to be paying those teachers more, which Woo. I think makes sense. So yeah, good. Really, really shaking things up on JCPS. I think it was long overdue. Uh, the unintended consequences of busing 
well, they were probably um, wasn't the worst idea to diversify and try to e- even the playing field. The unintended consequences have just really been exacerbated over the last 50 years. Yeah, yeah, it really has. A texter says, so Roush, can you say with full and total confidence that our receivers, who are many unproven, of Dane Key, DeKel Crowdis, Tavon Richardson, Upshaw are going to get the job done at a high level in the SEC. While the overall group may be better than last year, not having the premier playmaker just has me more hesitant. I hope I'm wrong, but Baker and Taj Harris not working out has me scratching my head just a little bit. That's a fair text. Yeah, it is. And uh, no, I don't have full confidence, but I am confident that this is the most talented receiver group that Kentucky's had in a decade. From top to bottom, there's no doubt in my mind. Doesn't mean that they're going to be um, like th- that's a low bar that they had to cross, TJ. Um, so obviously, there's going to be some slip ups. There's some uncertainty with some younger guys, but from a pure talent standpoint, they are they are the best that we've seen from top to bottom. Um, it's just a matter of performing consistently, and I think that's what you, that's where your problems are going to lie. In TJ is with the consistency, just because you're dealing with. 18, 19 year olds. But the good thing with the way this schedule sets up that we don't talk about a whole lot, uh, outside of that Florida game, you basically got the whole month of September for these young guys to gain confidence, uh, to get some high quality reps in SEC football. It really is going to be a nice, easy, smooth transition to get them ready for the meat and potatoes of the schedule. Yeah, and uh, to, to that texture's point, I agree with the overall sentiment of it, but when you're an SEC program that's recruiting at a high level like Kentucky has been over the last several seasons, it, it it's time for some of the younger guys to take a leap forward. Some of the people, not necessarily even the true freshmen, but some of the redshirt sophomores that you've mm-hmm. just been waiting for, it's their time. And at least one of them will. That's it, I mean, just the law of averages would suggest as much. But uh, I do think it's fair to wonder, all right, even if one does step up, to what level do they step up? Is it you can count on them for a, a catcher to a game, or is it, hey, they can take the, the top off a of defense, they can be a jump ball threat. What what exactly will Kentucky be getting? And we're going to have to wait to see UK start the season until we know for sure. Uh, if, if I were going to make a, like, the, the something that, I remember Eddie Grant, I mean, this was every freaking year he was talking about taking the top off the defense. You got to stretch them out, blah, 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 blah. Kentucky has three guys that are faster or no, excuse me, four guys on this team that are faster than anybody they've had on this team in the Mark Stoops era. Even if they can't catch the ball, they're going to at least be able to run fast enough to pull a safety deep. Like it's just the speed that it hasn't been there until now. So even if you're only using them in, you know, certain special situations, you have that, and you something you have not had uh, in previous teams under Mark Stoops. Yeah, it'll be fun to. I mean, and, and at least with all this texter and Roush and everybody listening, at least you have the maybe the best quarterback Kentucky's had in, in decades leading the charge. So, if you mm-hmm. do have a couple question marks, or you do need some guys to step up and take that leap, at least they'll have a, a competent quarterback to be the one slinging it to them. A texter says. TJ, have you ever considered shaving your beard? Yeah, I'll, I'll yes, and I, I will at some point. Um, just in a, in a beard phase of life, have a beard. Yeah, I, I thought you might do the, it's what I typically do, the summer, let me 
Show us your face. This is a little hot for a beard in the summer. It is, and my beard's pretty light right now, all things considered. But uh, yeah, I may. I could tomorrow, potentially. If the mood hits me right, it could be gone. Um, the mustache, though, I've had for a really long time. And I, I do think I'd be scared just to completely let that go. Not to well, say that I couldn't just shave my and beard. Grow it back three days later. Yeah. <laughs> no, no, I, no, my mustache has taken time. But also, I just don't grow anything right underneath the nose. It's. Yeah, that's I, how I, most faces work. I like the alternative, though, instead of only growing right underneath the nose, you know? Yeah, yeah. It could be. Uh... It could be problematic. It would be worse. A texter says, and I don't, this text when I sent it over made me like, I kind of, kind of triggered me in a slight way. The state of Kentucky baseball is actually extremely unacceptable. Mingione literally hasn't made the regional with his own players in five years. And we have, we have to completely reload from scratch because we only had these past players for one year. Like Mitch, it's time to wake up. The system that Mingione was working doesn't cut it to be a head baseball coach in the SEC. What's sad is there's a legitimate chance he'll be back for another two seasons. Well, the reason I got triggered a little bit is because, like, actually extremely unacceptable. Of course it is. Where, where, where have you been, Texter? It is. It's been this way. I've said after last season that I could almost guarantee you that – I would guarantee you that the group wouldn't make the postseason. And I, I like that they made a run and it got kind of exciting there late, but it should have never even came down to that. They finished 12 and 18 in the SEC, second to or third to last place, I believe, had barely got even into the SEC tournament before they did make that run, which, by the way, the run was just going three and two in the SEC tournament. While that was, for program standards, pretty good, all things considered for UK baseball, it was still just three and two. It was a game above being 500 for Pete's sake. So, uh, it, 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 it's horrible. It's been horrible. It's unacceptable. It's not fun. College baseball is enjoyable. Everywhere I went this weekend, games were on. Um, it was fun to watch. And it's it's embarrassing that UK baseball fans don't even have – forget Omaha. UK baseball fans are more worried about making the SEC freaking tournament. It's a joke, and there's no excuse for Mitch Barnhart not to act on it if he cares about the athletic program, which you would think an athletic director would care about his athletic programs. Yeah, and watching the college baseball over the weekend, this would have been a. I mean, I hate not being a part of it. I mean, Louisville yeah. beat Michigan twenty to one yesterday. It'd be so much fun to just beat the snot out of those losers from up north. Man, I mean, I, I'm a little envious. What can I say? Yeah, the winner, the winner take all regional game for the Cards today. Uh, that's at noon. U of L giving out half price beer, doing everything they can to get butts in the seat. Mitch Barnhart, half-price beer. <laughs> you kidding me? We got kids going to the games. A texter says, TJ, how much are you going to be betting on UK giving six and a half against U of L? I know you're not afraid to get down to business with your wagers. You're absolutely right. I'm not afraid to get down to business when it comes to my wagers. And yeah, I would I, if I could get that on DraftKings tomorrow when we're in studio. I would I would bet a, a nice chunk of cheddar on that bad boy. Kentucky's beating U of L by more than a touchdown in football. It may not be 40 points, but it will still be more than a touchdown. Yeah. Uh, at least 14 though. I mean, even if yeah. you, even if you regress by 30% of what you were last year, which I don't think will be the case, you're still winning by multiple touchdowns because Louisville stinks. So. Yeah. I, I, I sent it over to my U of L friend group message and said, all right, who wants this number right now? We'll, 
I'm I'm feeling generous. I'll you know because you all always think you're going to win, but I'll even give you some points this go around and a few of them. I I, I got 13 with so and so, my other UK friend. I so I already got my bam 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 bam. Nobody would do it. They all know that it's a uh, another spanking heading their way. Yeah, and the the sad part is is it's only one sports book that you have to be in Vegas to place away. Mm-hmm. If it was on DraftKings right now, I'd be making some deposits. You that's know what, what I mean? Saying. That's what I'm saying. Yeah, that's that's the only downside of it. Jack and Zach G said in the latest sources said that the EYBL they felt like it's Louisville for DJ based solely on how many people with connections to UVL were there. The event was in Louisville, of course. It was going to be crowded with Louisville ties. I still say he goes to the UK. Uh, well, you know, the experts are still leaning UofL as of right now. I think a lot of it is just people kind of piggybacking off. Well, mm. all these people connected to UofL, it seems like it's going to be UofL. But, yeah, UofL did exactly what they should do with him playing in town. They showed out in a big way. So good for them. We'll, we'll see, though. I, I just don't want there to be – I think if you hear of a commitment in, like, the next month or so, then I wouldn't feel great about it. But if it goes on, like, till August, September, into the school year, I'd feel a little bit better about it. It, it's also one of those things too, TJ, where I kind of alluded to it when discussing Cal and the new facilities. These these people aren't talking. We've still got to talk about it. It's been a month. So naturally, your opinion is going to change just because you can't keep saying the same thing over and over. I, I think that there might be a little something to that where, well, like you said, there's a thousand Louisville players there to, to watch and play. Naturally, you're going to think that he's leaning towards Louisville when really nobody Wagner, this camp, I mean, they're not saying a peep at all. And so you've still got to have takes. It's hard to have takes when nobody's talking. Exactly. Uh, Aaron Bradshaw's teammate visiting UK for an official visit. I think here in a couple weeks, Thursday um, next week. Yeah. Thursday this week. Before I moved to San Diego, I lived in Nashville and loved the cold. Perfect day. It was a crisp fall day in the 50s. Now four years after moving to the West, I love a good 80-degree day. You live in San Diego, buddy. You have the best weather in the world. You can't – I mean, of course you love that weather. (laughs) No kidding. A texter says, fellas, sorry to hear about the passing – or about your buddy's passing. Thank you for that. I'm thinking about you all today and hope you can make the best out of it. On a lighter note, if you all haven't already talked about it in the first hour, Roush had the talent look at the camp yesterday. Was there someone you all didn't know about going into this that turned some heads? That's from Levi. Well, hour one, some good analysis there from Roush, including some talk of a legacy, but I'm sure you were probably listening. But if you weren't, check out the podcast. Yep, yep. And uh, they're, they're, it'll certainly – the volume's going to pick up later on this week. They went, they went a little light on day one. Robert, as we keep rushing through here, the Thornton's text line, just bought my dad a pair of new sunglasses from Shady Rays. The Big X co- coupon code is better than what the, they provide you when you sign up with your email, just as an FYI. Yeah, that's one – I think they try to give you 10 or 15% off when you sign up with an email. Use the promo code Big X. Get that 25% off. Thank you, Robert. We appreciate that, and your dad will appreciate yeah. these Rays. They're great shades. And Quality Father's Day, yeah. Get those orders yeah. in, and remember, buy a couple extra pairs for yourself. They may do that mystery offer at checkout, $19 polarized sunglasses. My mystery pair came in. They're awesome. So my, one of my favorite pairs was the $19 mystery pair. And then use the 25% off. It's even fewer bucks than that. So nice stuff. Oh, Kirby's texting in. Uh-huh. Peek behind the curtains, boys. Got roped into 
a booth captain this year for my son's school. They spent 700 or so on the booth. We are running and hope we get profitable. They haven't told us quarters yet, but looks like Ascension was trying to get their quick, get theirs quick and get out. Oh, okay. So the quota you, that you're supposed to meet. Working a booth at a picnic is a great time. So Kirby, I'm, I hope you have fun and I hope yeah. you can turn a $700 profit for the church. You get to uh, bring your own coolers, just kind of hang out, yep. yuck it up with folks. Yep. A texter, a texter says, John here. Good morning to all. Glad to hear you all had a great weekend. I had a church summer social to go to as well. I had some great barbecue, pulled pork, loaded nachos. That is another reason that this time of the year is great. The random summer socials with the games and the food is awesome. Hey, Mr. Matt Jones said some new uniforms are coming. I believe you all have said something about it as well. If you guys have any updates, we'll got to go talk to you later. The last time they did uniforms, John, when they released them, it was in August. So I would think it'd be somewhere around that. Maybe it was late July, but Later summer was when they did it the last time. But with this new or with the summer basketball tour, maybe it's different. I have no idea. If you want to know the timestamp on it, I believe Courtney Love and JoJo Kemp were the models for the new football uniform. So yeah. that's how long it's been. Yeah. Indiana Tim here. The three second delay you guys have is strangely annoying. You're telling us, Indiana Tim. Another texter says, Nick, that's a weird interaction. Are you okay? Do you need a safe space to talk about this? That's from Mook. I don't think Roush would be in the wrong for thinking that's a weird interaction. I think. That's just a weird way to like introduce yourself to somebody. <laughs> yeah. Uh, and admittedly, I was in a weird state of mind at the time. So like I just kind of rolled with it, but I also didn't know how to I was only going to make that situation more awkward. No, and there's you can't you can't like even if that is what he's doing, you can't play like the the you know, Mr. Tough Guy and be like, What is that supposed to mean, pal? Cause then that's just the worst thing you can do in that situation. The best thing to do is just be like, Oh, okay. That's that's some introduction. Nice to meet you, buddy. Like, you know, yeah, I think you just have to play it like just normal, although weird, weird interaction. Uh, what do we got next on the text line? Uh, I'm so confused. Did a grown man just introduce himself to you by saying he used to bang your wife and Roush was fine with this? No, it was not Justin Kalen who I was talking to. <laughs> Come uh, on. Another texter said, I too have had weird interactions with former cards in the wall. Um, an intoxicated Harry Douglas called me uh, the P-word at a bowling alley. Then Juan Palacios assumed I recognized him in Miami. Then assumed based on my shirt that I hated him. It was a strange way to introduce yourself to a drunk mook at 1 a.m. in Miami. <laughs> oh, so Juan Palacios saw you in a UK shirt and said, oh, you must hate me. And you thought, who is this tall guy? <laughs> What a weird way to end the text line. But, Mook, thank you for sharing those stories. Everybody, thanks. We've got to I run. I wonder if he had his goggles on. This <laughs> doesn't go anywhere without him. Uh, everybody have a great Monday. It's, yeah, weird, weird, weird radio show today, but we appreciate the text. And, uh, you know, just keep everybody at the Big X family and your thoughts and prayers. And especially especially Trevor and Dugan, they were, they were working with Douglas, the producer, for – Long time, really, really long time. So, uh, and Justin as well worked with them, saw them every single day. So, uh, we're hurting, but we, you all help us out more than you know. So, we'll see you tomorrow. This is Kentucky Roll Call on Big Export Radio. Nick Rouse, Justin Kalen. We've got intern Jacob. Hi, intern Jacob. Dreams that you dream of, dreams really do.
处。